football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the pod. I am running in here to work. I'm recording the show uh, before my show, my three-hour show. So I literally sprinted in here just in time to be able to react to game one. Yeah, I wanted to come in on Sunday, uh, guys, to um, knock out an episode, you know, just the the morning after. But it was Easter. I didn't want to ask our young producer to come in and log some hours on a holiday so waited till monday uh, guys that was uh that was that was awful <laughs> that was that was an awful game 1 performance the denver nuggets were absolutely run off the floor 123 to 107 and in my opinion i don't even know if that final score is in, is as indicative to how lopsided the game was uh and a, a handful of things uh, to go over here and i want to start where, uh, if for fairly or unfairly, okay, where I want to start is where we start all things with the Denver Nuggets, and that is Nikola Jokic, the head of the snake in game one that'll be known as the Jordan Poole game. And, and if you listen to the preview uh, of the series last week, I, I talked about Jordan Poole and just how good he has been after the All-Star break. Uh, we'll get to him in a second. Nikola's got to be better. Point blank, point blank period. Nikola Jokic, the MVP of the league, has to be better. Okay, He is in a very imperfect situation that we know all too much about the context leading up to a game one and who uh, is and isn't available. And we'll circle back to who might be available because you can't make this, this freaking stuff up. Um, but with Jokic, he's just got to be better. Now, on the surface, he goes for 25 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. That's that's probably not even good enough, just from a surface-level standpoint, okay? I think we came into this game, or at least I came into um, Game 1, thinking that, uh, and I said this on, on the air on the radio show, is that Jokic is going to have to be around 35 points, 16 rebounds, 8, 9, 10 assists, something like that. Um, it, it wasn't close to that. Uh, his impact was not really felt. That that and, and that's not to say he didn't do anything. Okay, he went twelve of twenty-five from the floor. But when Jokic is shooting under fifty percent and he's not making any threes, as he was zero for four in game one, and he has struggled mightily from three-point range. But that's only the offensive end of it. You go back and watch that game. There were a dozen possessions where defensively. There is so much more to be desired from Nicola, whether that's from, you know, uh, 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 Looney, you know, posting him up and scoring on him, uh, Bilizia, uh getting uh, over on him. 
It's, it just wasn't good enough, and that has got to change uh, defensively. And, 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 and there's a handful of things that need to be done, and they need to uh, handle uh, screens better. And I get it. Golden State is really good at that. They are exceptional um, with the way that they set screens, um, the, uh, giving up uh, too many offensive rebounds. You just can't – like in the game of football, they'll say, like, if you're, if you're minus one in the turnover margin, your chances of losing the game, they, they, they just get cut by 40%. J- just by that simple being negative one in the turnover margin. That's what they say with NFL football, right? Well, I'd be curious um, to see the, the odds of a team winning a basketball game when you give up double-digit offensive uh, rebounds. And it wasn't just you know uh, getting extra possessions. The Warriors legitimately made the Nuggets pay on the offensive glass. It's just too much. It's just too much. Um, there was too many turnovers uh, from the Nuggets. And again, it's not just about turning the ball over. It's about you know the 17 points that uh, the Warriors scored off of those turnovers. That has got to change. But just in general, I thought the overall intensity of the Nuggets did not match the situation of being on the road in game one of the NBA playoffs. It just wasn't good enough. So a lot of things need to change uh, in, in game two if they're going to have a shot. Uh, Aaron Gordon, let, let's, let's move on to him. He's got to be better. He needs to understand, and I thought we, we, we kind of uh, worked our way through this uh, when we talked about a month ago when Michael Malone sat him down after a, a lunch and said, hey, when you... When you are shooting, you know, 17-footers, you are doing exactly what the defense hopes you will do, all right? Aaron Gordon did not get picked fourth overall in the NBA draft uh, back in 2014 because he was just a stellar three-point shooter, or he's a face-up and can knock down, you know, 16-footers. I'm not saying he can't because we have seen him on occasion have games where those shots are going down, but when you're in the NBA playoffs— the Nuggets need a different level of force from Aaron Gordon. He shot 3 for 10 from the field. He was 0 for 3 from 3. He didn't get to the free throw line. He wasn't close to good enough on the glass. And he finishes with 8 points. And again, like when, when we talked about going into this, and I, I did, a, I did a, a preview on Twitter Spaces with um, a handful of our team members here at The Fan, and I said, we need to be, if the Nuggets plan on stealing game one, we need to be arguing who was the second best player. And we're not even close to doing that. Not even close. And it's a shame because it's a game that wasn't competitive when you actually got some pretty good stuff from Will Barton offensively. Now, defensively, there's always going to be stuff to leave um, uh, uh, left to be desired with Will. Okay, but for him to go for 24 points on better than 50% shooting and knocking in a couple threes and being active distributing the ball, he had five assists. It, it you know, <laughs> is Will going to give you 20? Is he? Is, are we going to run that back? So like, if Will is not going to be right around those low 20s, where does the rest of those points come from? It's got to come from Aaron Gordon. And, and also, Monte Morris um, needs to do a better job offensively, too. Just one of five from three, didn't get to the free throw line. Now, he had six uh, assists, and Monte is always kind of steady in that department. Uh, and he had four steals as well to just one turnover. So that portion of the box score profiles like Monte. But some of those shots, look, the Nuggets are going to have to make shots, guys. You know, And you don't want to reduce you know 
all the facets and moving parts of a series just to, hey, it's a make-or-miss league. you got to make shots. But that being said, you freaking got to make shots. The Nuggets were 11 of 35 from three-point range. The, the Warriors took the exact same amount of threes, but they made five more. They were 16 of 35. So that 31% compared to 46% is just a world of difference. That's 15 points difference uh, from three. How many did they lose by? 16. So, again, not to reduce it down just to that, but if the Nuggets are going to win, like, they're going to have to make shots. And, you know, you look at the group, it's just it's collectively uh, not close to good enough. Like, Austin Rivers is going to have to make a, a two threes in game two. Can't go 0 for 3 in 26 minutes. Um, DeMarcus Cousins has to be available and effective. He gets ejected again. Like, what... <sighs> What what are we doing? What what are we doing? You're you're not helping. Uh, he he knocked in uh, that one big three, at the uh, you know kind of a grenade at the end of a, a possession uh, that he turned down earlier in that possession and found his way back to him. But beyond that, there's you know there was really no impact. Just two rebounds. It's not good enough. Um, you know, it does does Faku play more in game two to try to, you know, keep up with all the screens and the movements and fighting through those screens. And I think he actually has a good chance to play. Um, but by his own undisciplined game 82, he, he wasn't available for game game one. And and it, it doesn't matter if he was available. The Nuggets weren't winning that game. Like I, I hear a lot of consternation and was going back and forth with one of my team members here at the fan, Will Peterson, who's like, hey, the, the, you know, the Nuggets didn't have a good whistle. They're playing five on eight. That, that is not reason one, two, or three uh, that they lost this basketball game. The game wasn't competitive. They, they, they got cracked. They got cracked. And all the stuff that we're talking about has got to change. It starts with Jokic. And we'll see. I, I am expecting a monster game from Jokic. I really am. Um, uh, in game two, that is. But I, I just am curious how the hell Mike Malone plans to counter uh, the that that um, the new rendition of the Warriors death lineup. I thought Draymond Green was tremendous defensively, playing the five, knocked in a a dagger three that was like okay, um, this one's this one's a wrap. Um, Jordan Poole again, we talked about him in the preview. No one made more three pointers uh, since March first than Jordan Poole in the entire NBA. All right, he's terrific. He averaged twenty four points a game. Post All Star break, and that was um, that was his coming out party in front of the world. Do I think he's you know a thirty a night guy in this series? No, I don't. Uh, but he was a problem. He was a problem. Nine of thirteen from the floor. He got to the line, and and there now now there was a, a free throw a discrepancy between these two teams. But you know, yes, there was a a, a, a few bad whistles. Okay, it's not going to be perfect. But the level of assertion, I thought. Uh, matched the free throw attempts, as it often does. Nuggets shot 13, uh, Warriors shot 29. Who was the more aggressive team? It was conclusively and objectively the Golden State Warriors. That has got to change, and I believe it will. I believe it will. And we have a tendency in these playoff series, because they're so important, and we the, the narrative rides with the wins and losses like a roller coaster. I still believe the Nuggets are going to win uh, a couple games in this series. Do I have them winning the series? No, I, I don't. I don't. And I don't think there's an adjustment to be made that would switch my mind, um, whether it was starting Austin Rivers or even starting Bones Highland and trying to match, you know, some of that um, 
some of the Warriors, you know, approach to things. But I, 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 I don't think that makes enough difference. And I don't think going big and playing like DeMarcus Cousins more minutes uh, in a starting role with Jokic, something that they haven't even done at all in any um, uh, competitive situation this year. You just do that in the playoffs and you think that playing DeMarcus Cousins more is, is going to help. I, 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 I bristle at that suggestion uh, as well, which I saw on DenverFan.com uh, from our friend James Merrillat. So I, I, I don't want to um, just be overly negative about the Nuggets, but at the same time, I want to trust my basketball instincts and what I'm seeing and feeling uh, with the matchup. And what I saw in Game 1 unfortunately, matches up with a lot of stuff that we talked about in the preview. And here's the thing. Guys, The Steph Curry is still the Warriors' best player. He didn't play well, and the game wasn't competitive. That's a, that, that's a scary proposition because you see how impactful he is just being on the floor. Like, just by Steph Curry simply being on the floor, you see how just stretched the um, Nuggets' defense gets. Because whether he's making or missing shots, you're, you're never going to go into possession with the assumption that he's going to miss, right? So in his 22 minutes of playing time, by him being a plus 17, that for me is part and parcel of the Steph Curry effect that's been taking place in Golden State for many, many years. And I was stunned, by the way, with the decision for him to come off the bench. Now, uh, as we understand it, and we hear uh, after the fact that this was Steph's call. And him sort of looking at you know the way that uh, Clay uh, Thompson approached his uh, comeback, um, I I thought it was smart from Steph. I think your natural instinct is, and my natural instinct is, hey, when when you have an ankle injury, the worst thing you want to do is warm up and then go sit down and then ramp up again. But um, on Curry's admonishment, that that's exactly uh, how how uh, Steve Kerr handled it. So. We'll see. I, I think the Nuggets have to throw uh, their absolute best punch from an intensity uh, and just competitive spirit standpoint in, in, in Game 2. Uh, so you can start there. Jokic has just got to be not that version, not, not, not that Game 1 version of himself, or the Nuggets don't have a shot. Because the difference for me in the series was the others, the Golden State others. And I think we saw that um, right out of the gate. Uh, we talked about uh, Clay Thompson and the way he finished the season, scoring 31, 36, and 41 points in consecutive order uh, in games 79 uh, um, uh, or in 80, 81, and games 82. He made 21 three pointers, and that confidence carried over because he knocked three of those things down in the first quarter. You just see, uh, we're seeing like from a confidence standpoint, we're seeing like the 2000, you know, 17 version of of Clay. It's not good. <clears throat> But you mix in Bielitsa and 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 even uh, 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 Gary Payton, you know, getting involved, you know, defensively and making impact plays. And you know, Wiggins had 16 uh, on better than 50 percent shooting. Uh, Draymond Green, uh, better than 50 percent shooting, making threes. It just, it's just, it's just a little bit too much. So if the Nuggets want to have a shot at this thing, it starts, I think, with their competitive spirit first and foremost. It's 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 about uh, Nikola Jokic um, being the uh, the A plus version of himself, being better uh, uh, defensively, keeping guys in front, handling screens better, not giving up as many uh, offensive uh, rebounds, not as many turnovers. 
the, the Warriors are not the group where you can get away with that kind of stuff. So uh, just I, I'm, I am proceeding with serious caution here because if the Nuggets uh, mess around, they could get swept here. They could get swept. I don't think it's going to happen, but to, to think that it can happen uh, would be just a little bit naive. So uh, those are just a couple things I'm looking for. Uh, how much does Faku play uh, in, in game number two? Uh, not sure. Um, but this is kind of where we're at, where Faku is like a factor here uh, in coming back. It's not doom and gloom. It's, it's, one, it's one game, all right? But we saw some serious um, uh, caution flags and signs of concern with that, with that death lineup at the end of uh, the second quarter. And the fact that Steve Kerr just isn't doing that all the time, I think shows you how comfortable they feel uh, with the current dynamic uh, of the series. So... We're fixing to find out game two on Monday night, national television. Um, they got to get this one, guys. Our friends at Superbook have the series price right now at Golden State minus 600. That's how much this thing flipped after one, uh, one win because the thought on the series coming in was reinforced over the course of 48 minutes uh, on Saturday night. So here we go. If you, if you lose game two, your chances of winning the series go down to about maybe 3%. That's, that's le- legitimately where I would put it. So here we go. Let's get the best version of the Nuggets. They always uh, 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 have been the best version of themselves when people count them out. You're down 0-1. Uh, you're a serious underdog. Let's see if we get the Nuggets' best punch on Monday night. Guys, and you know whatever happens on Monday night, we'll be talking about it right here on Tuesday on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.